Welcome to the CWDW Near Far podcast, where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 to 1,000 miles away. I am Mike the Far in this equation. And I'm John, about 10 miles away. All right, today we are going to continue our discussion. In fact, it's part two of our discussion on what to do when you're caught in the rain in the parks. And today we are going to discuss Disney Hollywood Studios. But first, John, how did your week in the parks go? Well, it was a fairly uneventful week in the parks. I, uh, <clears throat> I went to Epcot on Tuesday, and it was a very rainy day, too coincidentally enough it was rainy but um so and normally i probably would have went on wednesday or thursday but um i don't know due to disney's recent announcements and stuff i just didn't feel like going over there like they're they're doing they're bringing back mass things and mandating vaccines and things like that and again i just didn't feel like thinking about them and just kind of lost the urge you know, it's it's rare, and I'm going back again tomorrow, but sometimes they just, uh, yeah, I, I just don't like to hear from them. So, And like I said, I was not in a good mood, um, you know, bringing back masks and things like that. that I didn't feel like going over. So, But I did go on Tuesday, and uh, I ate at Le Cellier, mm. the uh, steakhouse in Canada. And that's another one that, if you know... You know, people always say how great it is, and uh, I always wanted to try it once, and, you know, now now we did. And I think I got the New York strip steak. I was going to get, or did I get the filet mignon? No, I don't even remember now. I think I got the New York strip because I always get the filet mignon, so I was like, I'm just going to try something slightly different. And the steak was good. The... Uh, the potatoes were good. The bread was good. And unfortunately, well, the uh, pretzel bread was really good. So pretzel bread with some butter, you know, the service was great. That's what I find about these higher end restaurants. The service is usually, you know, really good. But I have to say, once again, if you said, would you like the wave or Le Cellier? I'd say, yeah, I'll take the wave. It's it was just better. And I hate to keep comparing everything to that, but, you know, I'm not a food critic and I'm not a high-end diner or anything else. So all I can do is compare the more expensive foods that I have had around uh, Walt Disney World. And uh, like I said, the wave is number one. And I think I'd say California Grill was probably number two. But my issue with California Grill was when I ate it, I was like, that's just as good as the wave cost about twice as much so i was like yeah i think i'll eat downstairs next time really good though but so and just so everybody knows the wave is closed um so now i'm uh, i'm i'm uh, dwelling in the past so as of yeah like a week or two ago i think they closed it yeah but didn't they uh didn't they move the breakfast up to the california grill so yeah i guess they did but did they really though that's what they said. I don't know. I, I, don't, like I, don't, I think they're just happened. offering breakfast then to California Grill. Yeah, so, it, it sounds like some of the people that were working down there moved up there temporarily until the new restaurant opens up. That that's what it sounds like to me, anyhow. But anyways, I get your I get your take. It's unfortunately, and the wave was very popular. Unfortunately, they've done away with that. I'm not really sure why. 
But yeah, because it's my favorite thing. They get rid of all of my favorite <laughs> things. I'm I'm hesitant to ever say what my favorite is now. Yeah. My my favorite thing is the empty stitch thing. <laughs> it's my favorite. I just hang out in front of it all the time. I love how there's just people that sit under it in the blazing Florida heat. It looks like a homeless encampment are there. Just people sit using it for shade, and because the crowds are so high and there's nowhere to go. And but so yeah, I really love they that. Finally found like, a whatever you do, don't put something in there and take that away from. It. Love it. So I was gonna say, <laughs> you finally found. They finally found a purpose for that building, anyhow. So you know. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a shade tree. <laughs> in nicer weather, they camp out on the uh, the artificial greens in front of the castle. Yes, that's that's, right. that's the other time where I really do feel like I'm walking around, and my brain initially says, "Oh, homeless people," and then I'm like, "Wait a minute! No, you're at Disney. That's not homeless people. That is people laying in the middle of the ground <laughs> at the castle because they can." And you know, I spent a lot of time like in Seattle and stuff, so. I have seen many homeless encampments and you just kind of get used to what they look like and you don't really think about them. And again, you get that feel from certain parts of Disney. The Galaxy's Edge wall too. I mean, last time I walked by that, man, I saw so many people along the strollers. I saw this uh, older woman that looked like someone pushed their grandma there and just left her. She looked confused and just overheated and hot. And I'm like, man, Someone left their grandma against the wall. Jeez. People are doing rise of the resistance. <laughs> Yay, our boarding group's called and just pushed her by the wall and left. I'm like, my God. It just... Wow. These scenes you see sometimes at Disney. But anyway, I, I had La Cellier. It was good. Um, my wife and I both agreed. If we never ate there again, that's fine too. Like, I, I have no urge to eat there again. It was good. It's a little place. It's a very small little restaurant and stuff. And please remember, I am not a food critic. I would be the worst food critic ever. I'd be that jerk that's like, oh, Chipotle's better, you know? So <laughs> just remember, I don't know anything. But in my opinion, if you were to tell me, would you like to go to La Cellier or would you like to go to Texas Roadhouse? I'd be like, ooh, Texas Roadhouse. That's some good food. I could get a great. And then if you told me the prices, I would definitely say Texas Roadhouse it is. Yeah, you know, because they've got really good steaks and awesome sides. Yeah. You can get a salad with it. Those those rolls are so good. And I'm yeah, like, sure. and if, if, if you go like before six, I think, I, I don't know if it still is, but I've already eaten there and it's like $10 and I get a steak. I get a big baked potato. I get mm -hmm. a side salad and I get all the rolls with honey butter that I can eat. And I'm like, man, for $10. I'm like, that's uh and, and you get to prank the uh, people that you're there with and tell them it's your birthday and they make you sit on a saddle. Stuff, uh, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I'm, it's funny you said that. I'm going to Texas Roadhouse today. Actually, <laughs> uh, I was in Pennsylvania. I would definitely say I'm coming too because <laughs> yeah. I do love Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. So anyway, the fact that I love Chipotle, Texas Roadhouse, and also uh, Carabas, yeah. take that into consideration when you hear my food reviews. That's why I don't do an official one. You won't see me doing a review on my uh, uh, Instagram or Facebook because. I don't think you should listen to me, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so I just like to add that in because, you know, I don't want people to go, well, I heard on a podcast, Le Cellier is not good. It's like, no, it's very good. But to a regular guy palate, the Boathouse and Le Cellier, 
I feel like you may be paying for status. I don't know, because I'm just giving you an honest review from a guy who's, you know, a, a more or less a regular guy. And like I said, I, I, I'm not, I have not, uh, I didn't come from a place of fancy dining to start with. So I don't know. So maybe you could call it a regular people's review. If, if, if you're just a regular person, <laughs> you might not be that impressed by Cellier. Well, I'll say this. You come from Pennsylvania, and we have a lot of uh, farms and beef and cattle in this state. So my my guess is that you've had some very good steaks in your time uh, over the years. And, you know, uh, you know what a good steak tastes like. So I... I've never ate at La Cellier, but uh, I've I've heard good things. But sometimes I wonder some of these reviews and some of the people talking about them. Do they say that because they haven't had a good Pennsylvania or Midwestern steak? You know, I I don't know. Well, I don't know I the think, answer. To that. I think a lot of people are influenced by other people's information too. So mm-hmm. That's my that's it could my be. guess. Yeah, it could be. But my my guess is it's probably a, a fine high quality steak i've actually had steak in canada before and and it wasn't bad but you know it 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 wasn't like well and just so you know my one of my favorite steaks i've had at disney recently was the one at uh mama melrose which is an italian restaurant so what can i tell you like i thought that was so good and i would love to have that one again now that i will probably go back for and uh again i'm probably completely wrong but from a regular guy's perspective, that was worth, it was different enough that I want to go back and have it. Uh, Le Cellier and the Boathouse were both good, but I feel like it's just a good steak. Like uh, there was nothing that really stood out. And I know at Le Cellier, I should have got the uh, cheddar cheese soup and this and that, but mm. you can get that at the Food and Wine Festival now. And I don't like to eat a whole bowl of cheese, you know, it's just, that's a little too much for me. Well, so I, I think did. a lot of people say that pretzel bread is a is a really big deal. Like that's one of the big draws. That and that, like you said, that uh, cheese soup or whatever. I, I wasn't aware that you could get it um, through the festival. That's uh, really good information. So you won't have to go in there. Can yeah, can they, you get like a steak, like um, a smaller portion of the steak there at the booth? Um, they do have a, a, a smaller ver- version of, they do have a steak there that you can get at, at it too. It's like $8, but I don't know if it directly correlates to what's available at, at Le Cellier or not, but I do know it, it's pretty good and it's like eight seventy five. and then you can get the cheddar cheese soup with the bread thing too. And I've gotten that already, which is why I didn't bother getting it in the restaurant because mm-hmm. I thought it was okay. Yeah. And in the re- re- in the restaurant though, I took the pretzel bread, broke it apart, and put butter on it, and it was my favorite of the breads they all offered in there. It was good, so they do make mm. a good pretzel bread. Well, that's great, great. So, so again, don't take. Uh, I whenever I give my food reviews, I will tell give you that disclaimer that I I don't know anything. And uh, I've heard multiple people say that the uh, uh, what is it called the 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 uh, Crystal Palace has good food, and I found it not even edible, so I don't know. I have different tastes than some people. But anyway, it was raining, and it, it was still raining when we left, and uh, so I, I, I wanted to go live for just a little bit, 
And so, you know, we I, I went live when I got out of there and did a little live streaming. And, uh, you know, I was near Soren, so people wanted to go on Soren. They told me it was only a 30-minute wait. And I was like, well, that's, that's great for how crowded it's been. That was a really good time. So I went, and the line was all the way back near where it starts. And I was like, this does, you know, people were saying this does not look like 30 minutes. And I was thinking... I agree. And I basically told him if I wasn't live, I probably would have just turned around and said, I got stuff to do. Never mind. But I waited and I, 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 I said, it really depends on where they're stopping people because it splits off into three at the end. And with no fast pass, theoretically, it might not be that bad. And I can tell you, I was uh, watching the pre-ride video within about 10 to 12 minutes. And I was very impressed. Like I, I, I got to the end, and the uh, the uh, right queue was completely full. The straight one was completely full. But they sent me to the left one, and I was like, ooh. And then I went down, and I immediately was one of the people. Like they they were counting, and then we got put on right away. Like I didn't wait in that secondary queue at all. Normally, I get put at the end of that secondary queue, and then I wait for at least one entire show cycle, if not two. And that's usually the longest part of the wait for me. So in this particular case, Soren went so good. I, I, and my wife agreed too. We have never had Soren go that quickly and smoothly. Normally, even when I used to, I, 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 I remember I already had a fast pass and it said it's a 25 minute wait. I had fast pass, so I got in the fast pass line. I made it to the end there where they put you into one of the three queues. They put me in the longest one and it ended up being like 35 minutes with a fast pass and it was 25 standby somehow. And I'm like, yeah, this and it, that stuff like that makes me hesitant to go on Soren because I like it, but I don't like it enough to be frustrated with super long lines combined with a fast. But anyway, I did Soren. And then, of course, people are like, go on the land, please go on the land. And then I did. And it's it's nice. There are a lot of people that really just wanted to go on that, too. And that's the hard thing about live streaming. It's hard to tell people no. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I it's understand like, oh, These people, they really want you to go on. And it's like, yeah. I'm at Disney. There's no line. What kind of jerk would just say no? I'm not going to do it. It's like, all right, we'll, we'll do this. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I went on the land then, and, you know, that that's always fun, too. So that's about all I did this week, though. From there, we went home. And, you know, like I said, last week, even last Saturday, I was at three out of the four parks in one day. And I was at multiple parks throughout the week and many experiences. And this week, just once. And, uh, yeah, like, like I said, I just wasn't in the mood to go back. Um, and I'm going back tomorrow. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to do, though. I, I, I might just go to Animal Kingdom, and I might walk out to the buses and uh, maybe take a bus to a hotel. If if uh, Port Orleans was open, I would de- definitely do that, but I think that's another couple weeks for that one. I might go, like, to Coronado Springs or something. Like, I just haven't been to some of these hotels in a while, so... Um, if, if Animal Kingdom's really crowded, which I anticipate it will be... I don't really like the idea of spending a long amount of time with the mask back on. And uh, my allergies have been bothering me, so I've been coughing a lot. So standing in non-social distance lines 
with a mask on for a long period of time, coughing, I'm probably going to get some looks. Like, yeah, I, I think I, I, I don't know if I'm really going to go on a lot of rides. Like before, at least there was spacing, but now there's going to be people pushed right up against me. And I'm not sick, but, you know, people get uh, people are going back to the weird thing. And the reason I didn't want to go to Disney, I, it just it's just such a negative feeling to feel like we're going backwards. It felt like such a relief to finally be moving forward. Disney's been feeling so normal lately. And then it's like, oh, the masks are back. And I'm like, I really didn't even think they could do that. Like, I, I thought it was too, they've gone too far. But again, you know, right or wrong, it just feels backward. Going in reverse and kind of depressing. So I didn't want to rush right out and dive into that. So again, I'm going tomorrow. I'll see how the lines are. I, I, my glasses fog up. I have a, at least right now, I have a mustache and beard and masks are very itchy to my nose. I have a cough. Uh, I, I just, it's, it's going to be a bad experience for me right now with a mask on for long periods of time. So I kind of don't feel like it. If I was on vacation, I would just do it. I'm not. I live here, so I don't have to go on the rides. We'll see how the lines go, though. And uh, like I said, I, I might just head out to a resort tomorrow and get some pictures. And, you know, if it's a sunny day, I love the Coronado Springs with the blue sky. There's so much pretty stuff there to take pictures of. So mm -hmm. I think I'd feel good just walking around there. And again, I'm going to go to Animal Kingdom. And I do hope to go on some rides. Like, I, you know, if Everest isn't bad, I'll definitely wait for that one. But again, I just don't want to, I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. And I'm just trying to, like I said, I, I'm not sick, but this time of year, I get a dry allergy cough for some reason. Lucky me. Yeah. I, I can't wait for uh, Port Orleans to open up and see, you know, because I imagine you'll be going there. Let me, let me just uh, say, yeah. I I had a bad experience when I stayed there. I I didn't enjoy that that stay, and I, I wasn't a horrible experience. It just wasn't one of our one of our better experiences. So I'm not looking to go back to Riverside or anything to stay. But I really like the look of the resort. You know the uh, the main house, and then even you know just everything up there between the two uh, sister resorts. There, I I just the look of it, the feel of it, and uh, and everything about it, you know, it, it's just really awesome, I think. I, I've honestly, I stayed at Riverside once, but uh, the French Quarter part, Yeah. I've only ever visited it once. Yeah. And I remember thinking, it is such a cool it is place. Cool. It, it's it's yeah. designed after New or Orleans, and it is yeah. so beautiful and so nice that... If that were open, that would be when when that is open. I am going to go there, and I would rather go there to get pictures and videos and just uh, some what are they beignets? That, that, yeah, that, yeah. They that's what I couldn't believe too. I don't know if they still will, but when we went there, you know, just as a visit for fun, I got the beignets, and I was like, it was like three set seventy nine, and it was a big plateful. I was like, this is the best deal on Disney property. I was like, mm -hmm. if the Disney accountants find out about this, they're gonna be like, <laughs> oh, you mean thirteen seventy nine for the plate, not three seventy nine. I'm like, it's just one of those weird anomalies that is definitely yeah. When does it, when the accountants find out, they're uh, they're not yeah. gonna like it. I'm sure they know by now. Oh, after all yeah, this, probably. Time. 
You know, they have the uh, alcoholic beignets over there, too, where they give you that little uh, squeeze dropper if you want to add alcohol to it. So for people that are into that, you know, I mean, for me, I wouldn't I do I do drink. I don't drink a lot, but I do drink and I, I, I wouldn't get that. I just want the beignet. But some people really they really rave about that alcoholic version. So. Even even the lobby, I'm looking at it now, the pool, uh, King yeah. Triton on top of a dragon. And it's just, it's such a cool thing. I have a feeling it's probably going to be on Disney's list of classic feeling Disney World hotels to make forgettable. They're going to be like, you know, we should really make this forgettable. Let's, you know, knock all this down and pave it. That'll be... I don't know. I was surprised that it took this long to open that up because it's a fairly popular resort. But I, I for one, can't wait to see you uh, get some footage and visit over there because I'm looking forward to seeing that open back up. But who knows? We'll see what happens. All right, John, are you ready to get into our discussion? Sure. sure. All right. Well, today we're going to talk about what happens when you're stuck in Hollywood studios and the rain begins, the central Florida rain the daily deluge as we say uh in the last visit that i had down there last month it really it didn't rain when i was in studios uh very much at all i think it was just like one of the short florida storms it kind of threatened all day though so i mean we we were there prepared we did have ponchos, but we also had umbrellas. So as a family, we were prepared anyways. Um, as far as what, you know, what my experience in the past has been in rain and uh, in in that park, I know in the fall it rained quite a bit when we were there uh, in that park. And we just wore ponchos and did exactly what John talked about last week, just sweated, sweated under the ponchos and walked around but i will say there's a a good amount of places i believe for you to get out of the rain in there there's a lot of shops a lot of stores and uh we happen to be in galaxy's edge for most of the uh storm that rolled in and there's a lot of stores there that you can kind of huddle in the problem with it is in the fall with the social distancing and all that stuff uh they they kind of gate kept the marketplace so you could only uh you had to line up to get into the marketplace to get into those little stores and stuff so uh kind of subtract that off uh you can't just walk into the marketplace and walk into a store to get out of the rain uh and also a lot of the restaurants were gate kept and actually when we were down a month ago they still are so if you have a mobile order you can't just walk into one of the restaurants um you have to actually show evidence of mobile orders so that's kind of uh you know that's kind of an interesting dynamic right there so you can't just walk into a uh quick service restaurant anymore um so i don't know how long that's gonna last but apart from that most of the rides are indoors there and that's a big advantage so in the rain so going back to what we said last week about going into ride queues and things like that during the rain can be a big thing i was gonna say some are better than others yes you're right i was gonna say a couple of the more popular ones um 
Tower of Terror, you are outside a lot until you, you get and and I w- I was gonna say one of the better longer line ones if if it may rain maybe save Rock and Roller Coaster for that because that seems to be almost all undercover one way even the outdoor part it's undercover in the shade out there and mm-hmm. I know that you can wait longer than just that but I have never waited outside of the the line there so again you know that that could be a good option yeah that's a good point i i have waited outside uh in that line the last two times and uh it you know that was during the social distance line uh phase i don't think they're doing that anymore so i imagine the line uh is typically not going to stretch out there but that is a good line you're right john i I really like that line a lot for you know that for that type of weather yeah so if 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 you're in that part of the park and you're heading up a sunset and it's starting to rain i guess if it's gonna rain hard i would lean towards rock and roller coaster even though i like tower of terror a million times more uh to be standing in the rain it would be it's it's probably a better choice yeah, I would agree. And that's the thing. The Tower of Terror does have that kind of walk up, you know, and it, it, it's it's like part of the show and everything. So that's um, that's actually a great line. But <laughs> the problem is it's so so much of it's out and about, you know, outside. The only thing is, like, you do have good tree cover there. So you're not going to get as wet if you're just out in the middle of the rain. So there is that, but, uh, still in that line, you're probably going to have a tough time with an umbrella. You know, I mean, wouldn't you say an umbrella is probably not the way to go there. So which, which, which line are you talking Tower about? Tower of terror. Tower, Tower of terror. terror. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I just wanted to make sure that you didn't, uh, move on to anything else before i agree no but yeah the tower of terror it's and it's not the i guess it's not the worst line for that but i yeah like i said if if there's only two and you could always check i would say it the the problem with, with these lines is too if fast pass was back you would find that uh you know, let's, let's just say a 40-minute wait would look much different with fast pass versus not fast pass. The the queues are set up so that everybody is undercover normally, but now there's the standby is artificially pushed out because there is no fast pass line. So you know, depending on what they do with that stuff in the future, you know, it, it could change a little bit. Because I I remember before you wouldn't really wait in the courtyard that much in the tower tear even when it was a good line you mainly just waited even longer once you're through inside the whole thing because of the mm-hmm. fast pass so but i, I don't yeah know. yeah and i i would say that if you don't really want to wait in that line a, a nice option is if you're back there on sunset my understanding is the Beauty and the Beast show is coming back, so that's always an option, and that is covered seating there. It's kind of in a covered amphitheater, so that's an option. But also back sunset, they have that food court where Fairfax Fair, Catalina Eddie's, and and Rosie's is, mm-hmm. and 
there's always something new back there. You know, they do rotate um, snacks and, uh, you know, like sweet food, cupcakes, hot dogs, different things. They seem to experiment with quick service food back there every once in a while. So that might be a good opportunity to sit down, you know, under covered seating and, you know. It'd be a great time for lunch. And the cool thing about Florida is hopefully the rain isn't a long rain. But you can actually enjoy the rain from there. You'll see it raining all around right. you and this and that. And just kind of be sitting out in the rain. So that's yeah. a cool thing. A lot of people don't get to enjoy that. I agree. And sunset is a great, like, it, it really is pretty. I, I mean, you got some great views there. you got the palm trees and, and everything. I mean, it's... Uh, I really like that part of the park. It's it's kind of neat. It's like you're walking back into another world back there. So um, yeah, and I, I, I'd I'd have to say that uh, yeah yeah that's not a bad place to be up there. And yeah. yeah, I guess when we're talking about rain, it's good to do it by areas because you kind of get stuck to close by or in in areas. That's the thing. When it starts, you're kind of stuck there. So if you don't want to run to try and get somewhere, that's a that's a great there's some great options there. Um, if you're over in that uh, near that animation courtyard, too, I mean, you've got the journey or the voyage of the Little Mermaid and you've got the dance party there as options for indoor shows. You also have the launch bay if it's open. Yeah, I, I'm not even sure if it's open at all anymore. I, I've I been know. there a few few times where it's just desolate. But then recently I could have sworn that there were cast members out front of it, meaning that they might have opened it for some reason. But I can tell you, when the launch bay was open, mm-hmm. it was a great place to go it in was. the rain because yeah. you, you could go and, and watch the movie and then you could go and wait in the lines to to get pictures with the characters. You could enjoy all the props. They had an awesome art, a little mini art gallery before mm-hmm. the gift shop. And the gift shop was really well done. Chances are you'd probably see stormtroopers marching through. And it's it was a really fun place where you could spend a couple of hours easy and, you know, not feel like you're losing out on anything because of the rain, you know. Right. Yeah. But again, right now it's nothing, so I, I'm pretty sure it's just a, you know, empty building, I guess. And I think you're right. I, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, I, I don't, I imagine they still have the stuff in there, but it's just like, you know, I don't think they're doing anything with it. So, um, right near the Voyage of the Little Mermaid and behind the the uh, Runaway Railway is Walt Disney Presents, which is, you know another casual walkthrough you know it's like a museum is it is it open right now john it is but i think they should get rid of that that (laughs) what movie is he from (laughs) anyway i'm just being sarcastic it is there and that is a great thing a great place to go um and uh, you know sometimes they play movie previews there they had a meet and greet in the back too. It, it's where you could have a meet and greet with Groot and Star Lord, and you know that that stuff would change up too. I don't think they're doing well. They're not doing meet and greets right now. But when they did, imagine this: it's starting to rain, and you you walk in, and you get to uh, learn all about the 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 history of Walt Disney and his career and his 
you know, all the things he did and look at the multiplane camera and action. And there's a lot to do, including one of people's favorites is the, the models of the parks. You can see models of p- parks from around the world. Yeah. And these are the real scale models that like uh, Imagineers made to, uh, you know, to show what it's going to look like. And those are really, really cool. Sometimes they have special things in the back, depending on what's going on and what the next new ride or land or whatever is. And I e- even saw the Eternals back there for a while. They had a whole hmm. setup that that explained the Eternals, which is a Marvel thing. So, you know, I thought that was very interesting. But imagine you could spend a lot of time in that part of the park or in that part of the uh, building. And then they did have a Star-Lord and Groot meet and greet, which that 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 was great, too. And finally, the movie theater at the back has a uh, the story of Walt Disney, which is about 20 minutes long. So, again, you could kill, you know... At, at least an hour there and that's not even uh, pushing it yeah that's so very that cool. is a great place to go for that and it's not the kind of thing that people tend to run to or get in line for so right when it's raining why not take advantage and go wow because of the rain i did something i usually didn't and yeah mickey mouse didn't make the park it was some guy named wall that's, <laughs> that's right. i say that because i heard little kids say saying that the other day the teacher or teacher the the parent was telling him oh who who made this and he's like mickey mouse and they're like yeah that's right it's like so mickey mouse made walt disney world apparently <laughs> so, those, those kids will be shocked if they saw the one man's dream they'd be like wait a minute yeah i'd be a it'd be <laughs> like they question guy? everything it'd who be is like this you know guy? this doesn't look right yeah oh my <laughs> they, they'd be like and what about Santa Claus? <laughs> so, you know, if you walk behind that uh, area and you go and let's say you're caught over in Toy Story Land, good luck. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. It's, it's, I, I recommend you don't go there. But Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, Toy Story Mania would probably be your best bet. Everything yeah. else is wide open. You're, you're really – there's a few spots that um, – at slinky dog in the line and but do you really want to go on it if it's pouring right will it even be open i don't know right exactly and and even the flying saucers like it's 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 like a hit or miss like some spots will be covered some won't you know it's uh, but you're right toy story mania is it has a huge indoor queue that can handle a lot of people so and it's a fun one too it is oversized games and uh, the Mr. Potato Head Man uh, animatronic may be running, unless they yeah. get rid of that. I don't know. But That's could be knows. could be a problem. I don't know. But <laughs> I yeah. I was going to mention too that uh, um, Ariel's uh, the Little Mermaid show. If yeah. it's not open, I don't know if it will ever open again. But when it, 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 it was running, that is also mostly undercover. They'll let you into this mm-hmm. pre-show area. And it's a huge pre-show thing where they fill it up. Yeah. So, And it's a long show. So I used to do that a lot. And I and the only reason I did it, I didn't even like it that much, honestly. But I would do it because it was hot. And I would be walking by. And, and if I saw them letting people in, meaning I wasn't going to have to wait long. Mm-hmm. I would get in and just enjoy the air conditioning and the seats were very comfortable and 
you know, it's not the worst show, but I, again, if it never comes back, I really won't care. But, you know, at least, uh, well, I know this is uh, not really going with the new trends, but maybe put something there. Yeah. Maybe use that building. Well, they got to fix the confectionery first and <laughs> get 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 rid of the most beloved shops and all that. It's like there's not really going to be a lot of time to put something in there. Yeah, that have priorities. I do agree with you though. Like that show, um, the the lineup. You're never out of cover there for the most part, I believe. And once you do get to go in there, and, and I agree, the show is really dated, and I. I there's a lot of things I don't like about it, wow. but but the queue um, is pretty neat actually. That room that they put you in the pre-show, um, it's got a lot of cool props in there. The uh, theater's really cool too. Yeah, I it love is. the effects they would do. They would, I think they did the bubble effects yeah, in there. They did they like did. the the uh, the the cloud of like steam or uh, mist effect mm-hmm. going across to make it feel like you're under the water and. They used a lot of lasers there, too, which, yeah. you know, the show is so old now that that was uh, pretty unique when they were doing it. Mm-hmm. So I, I um, like I said, I thought it, 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 it the show itself was really cool. I enjoyed it. Um, the problem with it is, though, it would rely on real live actresses and actors. And sometimes Ariel would be so good. And sometimes I would be like, my wife's sings better than that and <laughs> she's yeah. just a regular person i'm like i sometimes it would be i'd feel bad for them i'd be like they're not I, I i don't like to see people not do a good job so of course i clap and i'm nice but i think to myself i would hate to have a job where i'm being judged and i don't do a good job not yeah so, or can't and, and imagine getting those people back. It's like, it's been too long. Like, yeah. it's not easy to find some of that. You know? You're right. And and the other thing with that, too, is, uh, y- you know, it's probably not considered the best of jobs um, amongst the hierarchy of, you know, Disney jobs. And, you know, that's probably the one show that hasn't been updated ever. And, you know, it's, uh, I imagine if you're, cast in that role you're kind of like oh you're you're kicking me down there you know i mean for some people that might be how they feel and so maybe that's maybe that's part of it i don't know but i i do remember like a couple times going in there and um like ariel was uh was done pretty well and then the last couple times i went in eh you know, maybe yeah, not. Yeah, so- and like I said, I don't, I don't like to judge anybody, and they all did a million times better than I could ever do. But yeah. if I can notice that it's like, oh, they do not sound very, they don't sound like Ariel at all. It's like that. Other people are gonna think that too. So yeah, yeah like yeah. I said, I don't, I'm not an art critic either. So yeah, me neither. <laughs> I'm a regular guy. I don't wanna. If I was an art critic, I'd probably love to say it's the worst performance. Yeah, that would be your job to be critical of oh, those you things. know you know what else i think uh, was unique about it they did live action puppets on that too yeah meaning yeah. the puppeteers in there were kind of a precursor to like yeah. uh, the finding nemo show where you know it's it's not the same thing but there were some talented people running those puppets too which i found very impressive even ursula if i remember correctly was like many people were controlling that at once yeah. Like I said, what have those people been doing? And the same with the uh, Finding Nemo show. The puppeteers were so impressive 
what the heck have they been doing the past couple of years? Because that is a very specifically unique job. And imagine you are good at it. And it's like, but now what do I do? It's like mm-hmm. Disney has told me to go home and they don't bring the show back for years. I'm a master puppeteer. <laughs> it's like, that's a rough one. It's like, oh, man. And yeah. again, I if, if I were Disney, I wouldn't want to lose them because that's the most unique thing. People don't think about it, but without them it's that they make a huge impact on the show and for me like i said that i can't even remember it specifically but i do remember ursula being multiple people mm-hmm. like making a big thing on the whole stage yeah. and how cool it was i gotta find that i recorded the whole show already years I, ago you know and and you bring up a really great point in that you know how do you hire people that can choreograph puppetry. I mean, that's a very specific skill and job, right? I mean, that's uh, that's a great point. You, you figure they're probably in entertainment and, you know, like, where did they go after this? So it's kind of like, that's probably not an easy, um, easy cast to replace right now. So that's, maybe that's why they're shut down right now. I, I don't think it's a uh, lack of popularity because that show was always pretty fair, like fairly yeah. filled up. Right. Here's what everybody says being around the being so close to the company and all that. Bob Chapek has never liked entertainment in general. It was always one of his most favorite things to cut. He never liked them. I don't know why exactly, but they basically say that Bob Chapek and entertainment hate each other and they do not. And so, again, is Bob Mm. Chapek in a hurry to bring back entertainment? It doesn't seem to be so. That seems to be the last thing he wants. And, you know, the the huge cuts they made like at Epcot, they seemed to know it was coming. Even before the shutdown, they fired everybody. All the entertainers were gone. And again, the entertainers that were there for years, years and years doing special things. And it's like even before they could blame COVID, but they fired him even before that. So, well, you know, Chapek invented the Disney vault, uh, you know, when they released a movie and then put it back in the vault. Maybe he has taken the entertainers and put them back in a vault. <laughs> too. <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> he he's a marketer and his background is, you know, just marketing product. So um, I, I whereas the former executives were kind of entertainment people, um, I kind of understand why there's a hit and miss relationship there between him and yeah. them. So. All I want is I wish that someday that, that somebody would be in charge that actually likes the parks meaning meaning they went there as a kid they love them as an adult somebody who actually loves the theme parks and wants to see them awesome instead of saying well if you if you jam ip in we can market and get this much cash out of it it's like that you may be technically correct in the short term but in the long term you're going to kill the the very special product that took a life that took generations to make Mm-hmm. So you're absolutely right. We could do a whole podcast on that subject right there. That that 30 second little interlude you had with that. We could do an entire podcast on that and we should someday <laughs> on on, uh, you know, that special product that they have and uh, whether they even know it or not. But uh, that's for another day, I guess. Um, John, Star Wars land like Batu, if you're caught in there in the rain. <laughs> 
This is interesting because there are a ton of indoor places there. But unfortunately, you need to schedule or have a reservation <laughs> for almost everything. So uh, I'm actually looking at a map right now, and I'm like, man, look at all that indoor stuff. And then I see Oga's Cantina, which you better have a reservation for you know, oh, yeah. 60 you, days you, out. Yeah, you better have made that uh, a long time. I mean, Savvy's Workshop, lights, you know, building a lightsaber, you better have 200 and some dollars you want to spend on a lightsaber for a 25-minute experience, and you better have it scheduled out. The Droid Depot, you better have it scheduled. You need to have that scheduled 60 days out. Um, Doc Ondars, there's a line to get into Doc Ondars. They only let so many people in at a time. Uh, Ronto Roasters, um, usually you can walk in there, but if it's busy. It's been closed lately, though. Has it been? Oh, wow. Last time I was there, it said it's closed, and I had to go to Launch Bay if I wanted to tr- get a Ronto wrap. And I'm like, oh, oh that's just weird. Jeez. That Maybe it's weird. not right now. This is like a few weeks ago. Oh, wow. Um, uh, Docking Bay 7 um, is more or less like a food court, and you need a mobile order. You better yeah, have you a mobile order. you can't just get in there. You can't just walk in there. They'll make you stand in the rain. They will. And, and, and they do. And and like I said, same with Dock Ondors. Um uh, you have to wait in the line. Now, the one thing I'll say is that if you um, want to ride Smuggler's Run, you can typically find cover, although there has been mm. lines wrapped around outside uh, around the Millennium Falcon lately. There, there usually isn't, though. But that's yeah. what I, I was going to say the same thing. The only thing I could think to do in there that, you, that you'll probably be pretty safe at would be Smuggler's Run because yeah. that, that, that indoor queue part is very large. It is. So you probably won't get stuck outside, although it does happen, like you said. But most likely, based on the lines that I've seen over the past however many months, you can probably get in undercover. And again, like I said last week, uh, try to plan that out. Don't Mm -hmm. go into, uh, if you know rain is coming, do other stuff in the area and be ready. Be near. Be like, all right, I'm in. I'm in Batu. Well, we know what we're going to do when the rain does come. If it comes here, we're going to go into Smuggler's Run. If we're in yeah. Toy Story Land, we're going to hightail it to Toy Story Mania. If we're yeah. in the Sunset Boulevard area, we're going to go to Rock and Roller Coaster. Mm-hmm. Or if you have little kids, you can go back to uh, that Lightning McQueen thing. But I'm pretty sure that's a queue outside, though. I think it is actually. I'm not sure about that though. I haven't been back there, but it looks like it was when I looked. But back anyway, there. stand out in the rain with your kid back there and wait to get in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so that takes care of a lot of parts though. That yeah, there is something to do. Um, as, what about like restaurants and stuff? I, I there's not a lot of great places that I would say to duck into and enjoy. Yeah, I, I was seven. I kind of like, but yeah, I actually I like Docking Bay Seven, but it, you have to have um, uh, a reservation for the most part, and actually it's like a hybrid, so you have some outdoor seating and some indoor seating, and if you're outdoor seating, you're out of luck. There's man. not a lot of indoor seating. E- there's not. It's probably it's a lot of not time. a great 
if, if if you're weighing your options, it's probably not the best. Uh, yeah, and like I said, the marketplace that has like the you know the popcorn and has the you know different shops and stuff like that, they gatekeep that, and you can't just walk in there anymore. So if there's a large crowd in there because of the rain and they're kind of like looking at those little shops, you might not get in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I overall, I think. It's weird because there's so many buildings and so much stuff over there in Batu, um, in Galaxy's Edge. But unfortunately, it's all like gate kept by reservations or, you know, uh, something like that. Or there's lines that are outside. And so I don't think wow. that's any better of an option than well, Toy Story. One option is get in a time machine and keep going back and trying to get rise of the resistance over That's and over right. and then time it just right so that you can get on at that time and oh wait no never mind that's an that's an impossible option not even worth thinking about like well, i was gonna else. say yeah that that might be your only chance to uh, get on rise of the resistance i i would need a time machine so i can keep going back to 659 over and over again and that didn't get it this time let's try it again nope um, you know, nope. uh, when you leave Star Wars Land um, and you're and you're going out towards the Muppets Courtyard, there's actually some decent options, I believe, there, John, because you can yeah. go to uh, Muppet Vision, you can go to Pizza Rizzo, you can go to Mama Melrose. I mean, there's there's options there. There's Baseline Tap House nearby. I mean, well, I'm not that's saying all outside, really. Though, most basically. of it is outside. You're yeah. right. But um, you might be able to try and walk into uh, sci-fi, although I doubt it. Good luck with that. Um, but I mean, yeah, you the also Muppets, though, that's a good yeah. One. The Muppets is is great, and Pizza Rizzo's is a pretty decent size. It's it's oh, a, yeah. the, you know. I was gonna say I love the upstairs. They yeah. make it look like yeah. a, a you know an an, a, an Italian restaurant in Jersey somewhere or something. Mm-hmm. It really does feel like it. Like I've been there already to what, what it looks like, and they have the balcony too. Like ju- just yeah. imagine if it wasn't pouring, you might even be able to sit out on the balcony, look down, and watch everybody out on the balcony. And Pizza Rizzo is big enough that you could probably figure out uh, if you can get in there. There should be seats. Yep, I agree. And and that's it. It doesn't look like a big building, but it's two-story seating. So there's well, two stories of seats. I did want to mention, too, that like a couple of months ago when they were still doing social distance lines, mm-hmm. I got in line for the Muppets, and I actually waited in line along the right side of the building. And they had all these old Muppet posters and all these signs and things. And I'm like, I have never seen this because I never had to wait in line. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 stuff from back in the 80s when they actually needed that for the line. Mm-hmm. And I so that just goes to, and it was all undercover. So that just yeah. goes to show yeah. you that even if by some miracle Muppets was actually had a line outside. Well, you might be able to see some really cool parts that you never saw before. I know I did. like a few. And, and it's undercover. Parts. It's undercover, too, yeah. John. I mean, and I know exactly what you're talking about, because in the fall, uh, I was uh, last fall, I, I ran into the same exact thing. I had to wait in that social distance line. And there were those awesome posters. Mm-hmm. I noticed that, too. It's, it's great. You yeah, said that. It was all the eight. 80s movies redone to be muppeted up and i was like man i've never seen these and then they had like drawings on the wall and they turned like a light into like gonzo's head and this and that Mm -hmm. like all this cool stuff and i'm like 
how have I never seen this? I've been riding the Muppets for the past like 20 years and I have never seen any of this stuff. And I was very impressed, you know. Mm-hmm. So, And again, that's a worst case scenario that, oh, the Muppet line is huge. Well, then you get to see some cool stuff. And who doesn't love the Muppet pre-show? Right. And then the Muppet, like I said, it's a, it's a, it that definitely could get you through a thunderstorm and it's not the, yeah. it, for, for to me, it's not the worst way to do it either. Yep. I, right next to the Muppet Courtyard is, of course, Star Tours. And that's a hybrid line as well, John. So it's kind of hit or miss. Like, you'll be outside uh, in the line. I will say it's got a long indoor queue line. Mm-hmm. So if it's not too bad outside, if you don't have to wait very long out there, that might be a good option because um, just it, it's got some interesting features in that queue line uh inside outside as well but it's again the the outside the ewok village outside is is not covered and uh it's kind of covered it kind of it's covered and then you're in and out of cover but yeah it's it's yeah you're right and it's hybrid it's got the ewok village kind of going over top so you'll get a little wet you won't get like completely drenched necessarily under there um next to it is backlot express have you ever ate there john oh yeah when i when i would vacation at disney world that was my favorite one of my favorite quick services at at hollywood like that's Mm -hmm. pretty much the only place i would eat quick service there that would say it's got a lot of seating in there, and um, it, it may look deceptively small, but it's got tons of seating, and it's got, like, different levels, um, how it's spaced out. It's also got a little bit of outdoor seating, but a lot of it's covered, so that's oh, yeah. what's great about that. You won't get drenched in the rain. Yeah, I love the theme of that place, too. I it's, do, too. It's it's supposed to feel like, like the place where they make the props, and there's so much cool stuff, like, hung up on the ceilings and in cages and just just around like there's like a paint room and Mm -hmm. they really did a great job and it's a it's a throwback to when they were pretending that it was a working studio you know that was themed on making movies and not just ip so it's uh and now that i said that chapek said oh put it on the list that's right rid of that we need to erase all history of that gonna liquidate the the props We'll be yeah. able to sell them. In you know a sale. what would look better? A plain white wall, <laughs> Absolutely. or maybe gray. Gray, I think gray. gray. Get a yeah. gray wall. Let's let's put the gray wall up. We'll just put a little swizzly white marks on it, and Instagrammers will take pictures in front of it. it won't oh, cost yeah. us anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a free yeah. tip. Yeah. Um, Indiana Jones. We won't talk about because it's not even open now, and who knows when the heck that's even going to open. If again, it's not easy to find the people to do that to play Indiana Jones. It's like real stuntmen have to do that stuff, and they may have gotten another job by now. I'm not sure. I mean, I hope they did. It's a really good option if it's open. Um, You you do um, right across from Star Tours there nearby. You have that new vacation fun Mickey and Minnie. uh, theater right there, but I don't think that lasts very long. So I don't know no. what kind of option that is. Um, it's and, a and fun, it's a fun movie, but again, it it's so short that it's probably, you know, it, it may get you 10 or 15 minutes and you're going to be in the rain 
and then you're going to be right back in the rain. So yeah, it, there's not I, a I lot of covered queue area for it. There's a little bit, but it's not. It's not a good option. Not significant. Now you do over um, the commissary lane over behind that building um, where you really dig that music vibe and stuff you know you've talked about that in the past you have that abc commissary and that gets really packed in there but that is a large um dining hall in there and if you know if you hit that just right you can squeeze in there and actually i don't, I don't think the you know the meals aren't too bad in there but i mean you can squeeze in there get a drink or something and wait I- out the storm I love the vibe of that whole area because it's always been there and it's, it feels like classic hot or MDM studios to me that it's like a little throwback in there. And, but I've had food there that I really don't like. And uh, one time I I had a whole tray of food and this one is when I was on vacation years ago. And you know how they have a place to put your tray so you can get your silverware and all that. Yeah. Well, I put, I put my tray on it and I had it pushed all the way against like you're supposed to. And I went to get stuff. The tray fell right off onto the ground, all the food. And I remember thinking the tray is is too big for this ledge. What what the heck are they doing? Like mm. I, I and again, it's my fault. I dropped it. But I that just it felt like such a oh embarrassing thing to drop yeah. your entire tray of food in a really busy place. And I'm. I don't remember, but I'm sure they just gave me new food because the day they wouldn't make you buy it again or anything. But yeah. still, I'm like, how on earth could that be? And I'm sure they fixed it by now. And it was probably just some dumb thing that they got a new set of trays in or something that they didn't do right. And yeah. I've already gotten salads there, too, that had this stuff on it. And I don't remember. You you might know what it's called. Um, it's like a, it looks like a piece of like pink meat that's put in the salad and like a slice almost like a and i i know it's called something i think it might be italian or something like bruschetta or something maybe it's is it is it that is that what that's called or but i found it so gross like i tried to eat it and i was like i i don't know and it kind of turned me off to the whole thing too and for some reason ever since then whenever i look at the menu there they always do something weird with the food that makes it unpleasant for me somehow and so i don't know i i haven't eaten that abc commissary in probably like 10 years or more because it just i don't know whenever i go near it i'm like i i i remember dropping a tray and i remember that weird bruschetta stuff or whatever it is that i i didn't even i i made me not like the whole salad that i was eating and i'm like yeah i don't know yeah i don't i'm not really sure it's not i don't think it's bruschetta i'm not sure what that what that is called but i know what you mean i've i've seen that before and i can't think you know off the top of my head i can't remember what what yeah. that's called ah, i can't remember it but we'll think of it at some point i do think it's like a like like some kind of ham or something like but it didn't that. taste like that though it tasted just not good and maybe, maybe i had a bad piece of it or something because i'm like normally i'm the kind of guy that i'm like well if you put it on here, it's for a reason, and they're not going to give you anything that's just terrible. So I kind of go along with, uh, when you're at a theme park especially, they're not going to give you some delicacy that one out of a hundred people would like. And every, It's like, nah, they're going to make it, you know. And I'm not that picky, so again, I'm like, yeah, whatever it is, I like meat. I don't know. I'll eat it. 
But again, it was so gross, and I'm like, I, I just really mm. bothered me. And again, to this day, it's my first thought when I think of ABC Commissary. My thought is trays falling on the floor and horrible meat things in my oh, soda. That I don't think that it is. So yeah. that's my only thought. Yeah, I, I understand that. That that would make me want to go back there. I tell you that much. But uh, I tried to go in there one time. And I've I've looked over the menu and walked in, and it was uh, last fall, and as chaotic as everything was last fall, and uh, the lines and stuff out the door, and the line was almost out the door. I thought, eh, I'll go over to, uh, you know, I, I, I'll go over to back lot, and that's what we did instead of going there. So, and I wasn't disappointed. Back lot was great. So, um, from there. We could always go to Echo Lake, but the problem with Echo Lake is you got the Hollywood and Vine in 50s primetime, and they require reservations. However, small quantities of people can go in and sit at the bar at the 50s primetime. And so they do have like a shakes and drink bar there, and you can go in there and sit down. A lot of people don't even realize that, but you might be able to squeeze into the 50s primetime and sit at the bar and, you know, on a walk-in basis. And I think they consider that quick service uh, at the bar there in 50s primetime. So I don't think a reservation is required for there. Uh, Hollywood and Vine, if you don't have reservations, you're out of luck. Um, you you also have nearby um, the the Frozen show, and that also, I think... Part of that line um, has you undercover, and I believe, I'm not sure, like, I think it's very targeted when those shows, kind of like the Beauty and the Beast show, it's very targeted when they let in and when they run the shows. But I will say this, it's, like, I took my son there, and he was griping this past trip, I don't want to go see that, I don't want to do that. And he actually had a good time going in there. So even if you don't like Frozen, they have some corny like dad jokes and stuff like that going on in that show. And uh, it, it is an entertaining show. I think the entertainers do a really good job in there. So I was pleasantly surprised by that show. Uh, so if you can get in there when it's raining, I would recommend that. Even if you're not a big fan of Frozen, uh, it's it's a really good show. Um, like I said, a lot of dad jokes and stuff like that going on. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I I I used to go in there when it was uh, what was it American Idol. Yeah, right. That was very interesting. Was yeah, that. yep. I remember that show. <laughs> uh, apart from that, John, I think mostly we're down to stores and shops towards the front of the park, right? Mm -hmm. I mean. That's pretty much what's left. And there are some nice stores. Uh, there's some nice stores at the end of Sunset. There's some nice stores on Hollywood Boulevard. What so. do we think about Runaway Railway for... Oh, see, a lot yeah, of it's outside now. It is. And that's that's why I really do like the queue when it gets indoors. And I like the queue outdoors a lot. But I think as far as rain goes, I don't know. It can be hit or miss. And that's why I didn't really 
you know, mention that one. Um, if you can get indoors right away, if the if you're not social distance and the, it's like later in the day or something like that, and you're dealing with a 20 minute line, I think that's probably good. That's a good option. But if you're outside, you're going to get drenched throughout most of that queue. So uh, wouldn't you agree with that? The way they have that queue snake around? Yeah, I around? think so. There's a little bit of cover. You're outside, you're under, you're outside, you're under. Like it, it, you're definitely not going to stay dry in there. And I know with the great movie ride, it was mostly indoors. The queue, yeah. And now they kind of, because of the, where the pre-show is in there, they kind of changed it around. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. They, the, the pre-show was moved back so far and they changed, uh, the, the front. That's probably where most of the construction was done, to be honest with you on the, uh, front end of the ride with the pre-show and everything. So, yeah, I mean, used to be, they would snake you in those, uh, in that uh, area with the big, like the movie theater area. And, um, they really packed you in there. Well, so you would be indoors there. But and the way it's set up now, it's not like that. They just take you up hallways and stuff like that. <coughs> you know, so. Yeah, and you had mentioned uh, a lounge, and it reminded me. I, we should have mentioned it last week with Animal Kingdom. The uh, Nomad Lounge is another place that's undercover, um, cool place. You can get some of the food offerings from Tiffins in there. It's yeah. kind of. It's kind of on Discovery Island just before you go over to uh, Pandora and mm -hmm. very popular. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think to mention it, but when you mentioned the lounge at 50s primetime, I thought there's also the Nomad Lounge, which is quite popular, you know, for right. drinks and food. So, yeah. And, and actually that the, you, you mentioned that it actually has almost like a porch set up too, right mm -hmm. around the outside of it. So it's undercover as well. And you can watch the, um, boat character cavalcades come on the, uh, come through the, the river there. I believe they come by. And, uh, if you're seated, uh, seated, sorry, seated just right, you'll be able to watch them come in and out of that area where they come from. So that's, that is pretty cool. That's a great tip. Um, that's near pizza Fari, right? Isn't it? Isn't that yeah. in that general area? Yeah yeah. 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 And like I said, it's connected to, yeah. Pizza Fari, Tiffin's and then Nomad Lounge. And that, that's what I was saying last week too. The seating area that used to be all the way in the back of pizza Fari kind of turned into, uh, Tiffin's and the Nomad Lounge. So, cause yeah. they're all, they're all connected. Yeah. So I think. We could pretty much uh, wrap up the discussion with the stores, though. Uh, John along Hollywood and Sunset. I I don't know if there's any specific stores there that really move the needle for you. I think they're, for the most part, they're like any of the other Disney stores. They're not like the Animal Kingdom stores where they're well-themed. Or yeah. I mean, they have a Hollywood theme, and I think that's pretty awesome. But uh, my My preference as you're walking out of the park, my preference is the stores on the left-hand side. They have the more unique gifts, the kitchenware, yeah. the mugs, that kind of thing, which I always find to be just more interesting to look at. So on the right-hand side, you have, you know, T-shirts and mm. toys and things like that, where there's not a lot there that I'm not interested in. And like I said, I just like the, I prefer the left side. And the le left side is connected better, too, on the right. It's a, mm -hmm. it's like a Star Wars shop, and then you have to go out, and then in another building, and the left is more 
uh, continuous. So. Yes, yeah, they are connected together. You're right, and uh, I know exactly what you mean. And they're right there when they're not connected. When you transition from Sunset over to uh, Hollywood, and it's not connected, but it's really close. You know, so I agree. And theming wise, they have some interconnectivity too. So um, I like that as well. So I. Th- think that'll about cover hollywood studios in the range on unless you have something yeah, else to we add really, we really went over everything for this park and just applied rain to it to, and i don't think it's it's definitely not the best park for the rain i think you're it's right. probably better than animal kingdom now there's a lot more yeah. things to do yeah yeah i agree and again hollywood studios smaller park it's actually expanded because of toy story and star wars but uh it's still a you know, smaller park than what Animal Kingdom is, so it's easier to get around in the rain, so to speak. And um, there's probably a little bit more cover, but you're right. It is not the best park. We have that to come over the next several weeks here. So, all right, John, how did your social media go? Uh, It's been on the same uh, trajectory for a while now. I, uh, let's see, over the past seven days... It says I have lost about 28 followers. So it's not terrible, though. I had 62 new follows and 90 unfollows. So, again, the reason it's not as bad as I had thought it was going to be. Like a week or two ago, it really started hitting. And I'm like, wow, is this going to be one of those like mass exodus kind of deals? And not really. Um, And I've heard from a lot of other people that. Uh, on Facebook as well, that they have their uh, uh, Instagram has just cut everybody, you know, and, it, you know, Mark Zuckerberg decided that uh, he's going to, I guess, pick exactly who who gets through and who doesn't. So my my years of growth are apparently stalled right now. Like I said, I'm still do- doing good. Luckily for me, I might only have 46,000 followers, but I have 46,000 good followers. Like, I have a lot of people who actually like my stuff, you know. They're not and, – and and that really goes a long way. Um, you know, for example, I, I did a post the other day, and I got 2,300 likes on the, uh, the uh, 50th Disneyland castle, meaning the 50th anniversary of Disneyland that they celebrated throughout the parks. But mm-hmm. – and, and, you know, 2,300 is a lot of likes, and they're almost entirely from my followers. They're not, that's not from anything else, you know. It's like 98% was from my followers, and all of my recent success has been the same. Like, uh, it's, it's only the people that follow me are saying it. Now, the shame of it is I have 46,000 followers, and, you know, for example, I did an Animal Kingdom one. The reach is only 11,460. So uh, less than a quarter of my own followers see my stuff, meaning they didn't even, didn't even get to them. The reach is, I can't even reach my own followers. But again, because of that, you know, I'm, it's forcing me to get more creative, at least go other routes. And, uh, you know, overall, I'm, I'm all right with it, but, uh, I, I have been going to uh, TikTok for the past week, so yeah. and I had a, I had a couple of videos there do well. So I am I am uh, 
you know, it made me feel better about the whole thing. It's like, all right, one cut me and the other one I, I might do well on. Although TikTok, I have a feeling I might be late on that one, too, because like like when you like like that one that, that you did, what did it get? Like 300,000 views or something. Uh, it doesn't really net you a lot of followers. Though. No, it doesn't. And, it doesn't. And that's what I don't like about them. I had yep. a couple now that I had a really good amount of uh, uh, views and likes, but most of those people won't follow me. And I'm like, how do you get followers on TikTok? I, that's I the can, new question. Yeah. It's like, yeah. that's hard to say. Like, I don't know how you get people to actually follow you. So I, there, there weird. is a, a lot of people on, um, there's like a, a subgroup on TikTok for Disney TikTokers. And if you um, hashtag disney tiktok or diz talk or something like that you kind of get segmented off into that crowd so you can pick up followers through that um it's still tough though because it's a flooded market you know there's a lot of people that post disney stuff so you're right you're a little late to the game as am i um even though i've had one viral video i just posted a um a, a video with the teacups yesterday and i i don't even think i have 15 views and you know i i don't know if it's the song i used or what i'm not sure i used effects in it and tried to do something a little different and it just shows to me that and with disney content don't use the effects the effects don't work um you know so uh i I think if you try diz tiktok or or diz talk or disney tiktok hashtag you might get um maybe maybe you'll get lumped into that uh category see if you get anything else off of that Hmm. yeah the thing i don't like about tiktok too is i would like to edit and add that in but you're not you can't ever edit anything because yeah i i i what i did the one with my water shot of the uh the fountains i my first one i did i forgot to choose the uh cover meaning what people are going to see when it's on the screen and it was like nothing and i'm like "Ah, i couldn't adjust it so i had to delete the post go back and redo the whole damn thing just so that I wanted the water to be the part like going at the camera to be the part that you see if you just look at the page. Yeah. But there was no way to adjust it. I had to go back. Yeah. So I wouldn't emphasize too much the uh, cover aspect of it. I got bogged down in that too. But if you think about how TikTok works, um, there's not a lot of people looking at uh, that type of thing. Most people are just, um, that's if they look at your profile specifically and then Mm -hmm. they see that. I mean, it's good. I think you should do that, but I wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, Most people see your video just by swiping and it just comes up because you have a certain hashtag or you're lumped in in an algorithm. So TikTok is more heavy on algorithm and uh, and that whole hashtag system. So uh, people, it's based on what type of people are watching your video, who's watching your video, how long are they watching it, um, what can we categorize you into as far as an option, and how far down can we do we need to put you based on, you know, your quality of watch time and that's really how i think it works um so it's very very reliant on hashtags and um and and the algorithm well i was gonna say my my daughter told me that uh, she basically saw the 
most recent video I did. And she's like, oh, good job. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I picked, she, she, she said the reason it probably did well is the sound. She said in TikTok, the sound is very important. Yeah. And whenever you can choose trending sounds or TikTok sounds or whatever yeah. they're pu pu pushing, that goes a lot further. And the, the video, the music that I chose for the uh, Jumping Fountains, it, it, it was all the way at the end of a recommendations one. And the reason I chose it was like a year ago, I was at the Magic Kingdom with her and I... I remembered the song. I'm like, this is one that my daughter used before because I, I had to listen to it a hundred times as we we're making the videos throughout the park and stuff. And so I was like, I remember that. So and so that that's the reason I did it. And she said that's probably one of the re reasons it's doing so good is that sound. People re re really liked it. And I even got a comment. People going, oh, I haven't heard that in a while. Mm -hmm. I'm an old guy. For me, it's brand new. But for yeah. them, they're like, "Oh, that's months ago. That's the old sounds." And I'm like, ah, "All right." Like, and honestly, I don't even like it. I I hate that type of music. I hate so do I. about it. Yeah. But, but the one works. I did be, before, I chose Johnny Cash because I love Johnny Cash. But and, guess and it what? Was awesome. It's not that doesn't uh, the the it five didn't do well. TikTok don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. That was a great video. I really oh, I loved, loved it. it. It worked great. Even yeah. with that, I could hear my wife as we pull up on the land. She said yeah. she's she like went like woo. Or yeah, whatever. I heard it, her. It say. just went perfect. I'm like yeah. the sound is just perfect, you know. And then all the yeah. people were taking pictures of and videos of us as we pulled up, and I'm like, I thought that one was really good. Like I liked it myself. I watched it many times and I got 3,700 views, which is a lot. That's one of the higher ones that I've ever had, but it's not one of the viral ones. Well, John, all up. I'll say, all I'll say is it will resonate with Gen Xers and guess what? Guess what, millennials? We're taking over. <laughs> We're taking yeah. over TikTok. <laughs> Time to We're find coming for new. you. Go find, go find something new. <laughs> We're bringing our Amphicars and our Johnny Cash with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I love that one. Like the, I've it been everywhere going with the Amphicars. Like I think it's just perfect. But again, it really doesn't. It it, it went well, but it wasn't. You know that the, that that song that I absolutely hate, along with the water splashing me, is huge. Like it's still it's growing right now, 143,000. Wow, that's great. That is awesome, and that's a great video. I love that video that you did, uh, and and, and it's short too. That's the other thing, John. I think it's very important that if you keep your videos in segments like that, like short segments, what happens is TikTok will then. Um, put your uh your video on a and the people's for you pages so and they really like to do that with shorter videos that's that well that's the page that you open up on your phone uh, it'll say for you at the top of it it'll have followers or followed your followed uh people and then it'll say for you and that's their algorithm you know that's the stuff their algorithm has sent your way so that's more of how it works, and I and your daughter is absolutely 100% right. The songs, if it's viral, like that song that I put in uh, for the teacups yesterday, w was actually it said it was listed as popular, and that's why I picked that particular song because it even like was a Mad Hatter song, but it it's just nobody's watching it, so 
um, you know, it's hit or miss. That's why I'm trying to find my way there. That's why I used effects and stuff on that. But anyways, this isn't about me. This is about you and, and like that TikTok. Your TikTok adventure is very interesting. It's uh, I think you have so much content that you can use. You have a wealth of content just everywhere on, on folder after folder after folder of short clips and things like that that you can really leverage on there that are really going to get you followers. So you're uh, you're muted, John. Oh, sorry. That's one of the reasons TikTok got to be more appealing to me, because I when I whenever I go to a park, I do constant uh, short videos for stories to put on Instagram. And a huge amount of them are really good, but they never make it to a post or whatever. And I'm like that. that that's thousands of TikTok clips that could be if I could yes. find something to add on to them. And again, I may or I may not, but. It's it's definitely interesting. And now this is the second week in a row. Last week, um, the Space Mountain with the lights on was, you know, uh, it was a hit and continuing. And that only, I say only, that made it to 64,000. So that, that that one was pretty good. That is good. The, 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 the jumping fountain splashing the cameras up to 144. And yeah. it's in the middle of its thing. So it's even bigger. And you're you're going to be as big as that Harry Potter one that I did with the 300,000. You're going to get up there because the fact that you're already at 100,000 signals to me that that's well on its way. Yeah, that would be cool. That would, that would be a cool one. But like I said, I just wish it... <sighs> It makes me nervous, too, because I feel like there's probably a like after you had your 300,000, you're probably thinking, I got to figure out how to piggyback and continue that. And it's like and yeah. then if you don't, it, it makes and it probably has nothing to do with anything. And yet I'm going to feel like, oh, I, I could I had a chance, but I messed it up. It's like, no, that's not your it's not you, though. It's that particular format is more based on you know, like the algorithm thing. So unless you figure out 100% that algorithm, you're not, you're not going to hit it. If you look at even more popular videos, there is definitely a, um, a you know, hills and valleys in their views. So um, it just depends on, on a lot of different factors there. Uh, I, what I would do if I were you is um, definitely do a, a weekly Splash Mountain and you know that's gonna take off like that'll get you at least a thousand that should be good for a thousand almost every time if you have any harry potter stuff too uh you know from uh you know universal that's gonna help out a lot too that that's a that's something really good i do i just have to find all this stuff yeah i have i have terabytes in, of data yeah yeah i know <laughs> you got a lot of folders and it's just like uh probably gonna be quite a while to find everything and sort through everything well, and that's new for me so now as i come across stuff i'm throwing it into a folder on my phone called tiktok that is for tiktok ideas awesome. so it's a newer thing but uh yeah I, I, I plan on doing that and my uh time warp stuff isn't bad for tiktok either oh, like that's because perfect. Yeah. since there's no sound in it you can add the sound and yeah uh, you know, I can speed it up a lot too. So it's That's interesting. perfect. Perfect. All right, John, do you have anything else on uh, social media? No, no, just, uh, just, uh, yeah, it's, uh, YouTube is doing terrible though too. And we even did a good video the other day yeah. of, uh, of, uh, what was it? A extremely clear 
widescreen video of a flight of passage. Flight of passage. I, I think it's one of the clearest videos I've ever seen of. And, yeah. and with the super wide, it was really good. I even advertise it on my social media, on my story, which is usually good for at least 100 views. I, we couldn't even get to that in a day, even with advertising it, push, push, pushing it. It's YouTube, I guess, it's only going to CNBC, and they're they're too busy telling, trying to control information to allow yeah. things to grow. So I don't, You're I don't right. know what they're doing, but I don't want to quit youtube but i just i don't really feel anything for it anymore it's just i, no, I don't feel much hope for it it's you not. you got to keep your toe in that you know at least keep your toe in that pond uh and just keep throwing stuff over there but i have noticed a lot of the disney um the theme park people are kind of spreading out now more they're not uh, some of them are not uh putting as much time into YouTube for some reason, like the vloggers are, you know, the vloggers, because that's a format for for them. But uh, I see a lot of them going more towards the reels on Instagram and more towards TikTok. TikTok's just blowing up right now. Yeah, that's that that's what I mean. And the, the, the vloggers that are on YouTube, they are good, and but they that is a full-time job. It they, is. They, they make money from it, and they should, and... You know, I yeah. I don't I don't want their job, so yeah. I am not about to try to be them. So I'm yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. I get that. Um, and you're right; it, it's a difficult job. They've got to come up with content, and they get trapped in that daily grind. Like they, once you become a daily vlog, and I think now to grow on YouTube, you have to be uh, daily or semi-daily if you want to really grow. Um, it, it's for whatever reason that's the way it seemed to be working right now. Um, so you know, I I don't know what the answer is for YouTube. Um, it's it's an interesting format you they it's different from everything else because it's that wide screen view that everyone wants to see but uh, you know it's just everyone else is looking at stuff on a cell phone so and that's the that's the view that they're looking for and i think people's attention spans are shorter now too so you're you're getting shorter bursts now people like that yeah and content. and people like live stream too but it's just a lot harder to get to that point on you youtube that they'll yeah. allow you to do it so yeah and 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 like i said before uh, so everybody if 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 any of my followers listen I'm sure you noticed my IGTV videos have ads in them now. And I do get a few cents he here and there from videos. Uh, most of them um, so far throughout their lifespan make between like $1 and $3 if I'm lucky. So it's not like, you know, I'm rolling in dough from it or whatever. But I am happy that it's a beginning. And I already made more on IGTV than I ever have on YouTube. Yeah. Just you know, within a, a couple of weeks of it coming out. So, so yeah, if you're on my uh, Instagram, uh, do me a favor and just, you know, watch that five second commercial and you're doing me a favor by doing it too. I know it's yeah. a pain in the butt, but it's really short. And uh, like I said, I am getting a cut of that. Not a big cut, but it's a start. I, I would appreciate actually clicking on the IGTV for that reason. 
Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point because that helps keep you going. And in the future, we'll help you uh, upgrade equipment and add to your, you know, to the things that you're, you know, that, that you're able to bring about, that you're able to bring, whether live or whether recorded. So if you appreciate John's content, definitely uh, hang out with those ads for a very short period of time. It's not like YouTube where you might end up with a minute ad or an entire episode yeah. of a freaking show or something. It's just like I, a very short ad. I was going to say, I honestly think that that they do a great job of picking the ads too, because most of the ads that I've seen on my own stuff, like I'll go to my personal account. They are nice short little ads and they're, and, and they're even for things that, actually might work on social media as an advertisement you know like mm -hmm. like i literally see it and i'm like these things are not this is not bad you know like i i would hate to see my stuff used for ads for garbage but they all seem to be quality good stuff and i'm like yeah. i'm really happy with how it's going you know like with that in that perspective of it and i have to say like i said it's i think i'm up to almost like three dollars on my one that i put up yesterday but it's funny to think how exciting excited that makes me that i'm like ooh, three whole dollars you know it's like yeah. i could have went to work and made uh, much 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 more than that but <laughs> It's somebody's cool, paying you know? for I your content it, and i think it's cool yeah. that there's ads in my videos i'm like it makes you it, it's it's a cool thing and i am happy about that so while while uh instagram is uh kicking me in the crotch on a daily basis as far as subscribers and reach go i'm happy that the people that i do have continue to watch me and i hope that Instagram looks eventually and says, here's a guy who supports us and maybe we'll support him. I hope yeah. I know that that's not what they're doing right now. And like I said last week, they're they're looking to promote uh, minority run stuff and all that. And that's great. I just hope they get back to supporting the people that support them also, because yeah. I definitely would be on that list. And and yeah, it's not that you're not saying that minority run accounts don't support them it's yeah. that you're saying that that the it's been weighted more you know it's been weighted away from yeah, you yeah don't 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 cut mine by like 95 percent. it's like oh. yeah <laughs> making things a little more fair yeah it's fine i don't mind that but again i I, I don't I don't use my ethnicity in anything I do so nobody really knows anything about me from my Instagram so yeah. you know it's not I don't know I guess that's why they asked but but yeah like I said I don't run the company so if they want to do that that's fine so, but I just hope that they look back eventually and go oh this guy's been promoting and using IGTV yeah. for years he's he did it before it was cool before there's any way to monetize it before there was any benefit to it at all while everybody else went to youtube i supported igtv and that could be a mistake but I, that is what i did so like i said it would be nice if the support was reciprocal over eventually and it could be another couple of weeks they might turn it around and maybe when they write me a couple of checks they'll be like oh he's going on the promoted part because he's making us advertising money maybe mm -hmm. or yeah. maybe i don't make enough and i'm completely cutting my i don't think they mark zuckerberg is definitely my friend he's, <laughs> he's looking out for my best interest so i think it'll work uh, out yeah 
Yep, he sure is, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He's even more my friend than Disney is. Yeah. They're my, they're my so. bestest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, John, where can you find your friend's account, your your friend-sponsored <laughs> <laughs> social media accounts? <laughs> yeah, you can find me at c.wdw at TikTok. But make sure you don't follow me. Just like my videos and continue. <laughs> and then <laughs> you can unfollow me on Instagram at c.wdw. I don't know why you would unfollow me, but you could. It seems to be popular lately. Um, you can find me at c.uo on Instagram. And that account is doing all right. But I got to get there and get new content. I, I just don't have enough new stuff. And cwdw on Facebook, which I don't really care about, but it's it's nice to have yeah. uh, for all the grandparents out there keep yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you youtube is cwdw as well and again we'll keep doing stuff there yeah um but it's just i they i don't see a big future there but i don't want to abandon it completely yeah i think that's a good idea just keep your toe in the water anyhow we'll keep uh pushing out some content anytime you you want content we'll we'll put it up there you know i mean uh yeah maybe once every week or so would be nice yeah nothing too complex yeah yeah those um uh sped up um you know videos do really well when we put portions in and kind of mix them in with rides and stuff like that or or tours uh, you know that I walking should, path one did all right you know i should send you my uh, islands of adventure in two minutes one that'd oh that would be something. good yeah I have that that'd be that would work probably so all right well you can find me at the giant rat t-h-e-e giant rat on instagram and on tiktok and that should do it for this week. We will see you next week.